0: Quick interruption. It's the future, and Raf and I are back from it. We know things have changed. Here's what we did. Put the podcast up, which you're about to hear, and then we did a little post-recording, which you will hear later. And Raph, Why did I we do that, bad. Kevin? I think it was okay. Because I jinxed it. You're going to find it. You'll find out. I'm really
1: sorry. You should be.
0: UFC fans around the world have been waiting for it's time. 157 episodes, and I'm a fraud. I've been saying we've been proving it's easier fighting outside the cage, but after this weekend, I do not know what to think, which means it's time for verbal tap, the show that proves something. Raph, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm managing to get through, You're... even though the fact uh, there are some problems that I think you and I have faced over the weekend in watching a ton of mixed martial arts action. Your meme said it best.
0: It was <laughs> to say the joke, the uh, night, the joke about the uh, post hangover. <laughs>
1: I was so happy about this one because of the mere fact of this. I think it summed up exactly how I felt. I knew my friends felt. How the nation felt. And here it is. When you wake up in the morning and realize you went home with Bellator 149 last night.
0: And it's a great meme with like uh, what you think someone would look like in the morning with regret. And it summed up. Yeah, I looked at it the next morning with a little vodka buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those like oh my god what a piece of shit we're gonna get right to it we're gonna talk about a lot of things the strike continues <laughs> until the itunes reviews go up craig yes. brown would be very proud of my stance
1: <laughs> i'm glad that you're you're making this hardline stance because i have people messaging me and they're asking they're like raf hey i i did a rating is it okay are you guys gonna bring back guests time?" and i said <laughs> i don't know Kevin is, is going a hard line on this and I, I am apt to follow you on this, Kev. Raph
0: rap booked one, I called and cancelled. I said no thank you. We got stuff going on here, and that's just uh you know, that's what happens. So, it's a terrible
1: thing to tell a guest though at the end and say, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out. But if you leave us a rating and also a short review on iTunes, we may reconsider booking you.
0: I mean, let it be a lesson to you. Joe Rogan, you're gonna get bumped when you come on, and uh, the people haven't put their iTunes reviews in. Ref, that's just the way I feel about it. Um, It's why I bumped President Obama that one time Uh, two weeks ago. When did you have him? You had him.
1: I definitely booked him when he was making his appearance out here in L.A. He had just done Ellen. That's right. right.
0: Okay. Yeah, I actually remember that because I was like, you know, he was terrible anyway on Ellen, so I wasn't interested. And this is
1: exactly how that conversation went, though. I went, um, Mr. President Barack Obama, a uh, quick question. Would you be interested on in coming on my mixed martial arts podcast for a niche sport? And this is exactly how far it got before Kevin got involved. He just said, oh, uh, well, I'd like. And then all of a sudden you hear Kevin chime in and be like, no, Mr. President Obama, we don't need you. Thank you.
0: Put my hand in my ear like a Secret Service person just yep. to make sure he understood me.
1: Absolutely.
0: I think you did the right thing by gathering some reactions from the audience here. Mm-hmm. We're part of that audience, and I thought it was helpful that you solicited some people on the social medias.
1: Yes. What we wanted was for them to describe in three words, and we will do this again shortly for another uh, kind of helping segment to kind of introduce what happened this week. And if you were living under a rock and you haven't heard anything, woo. I hope you're sitting down for this episode, but the, everything we're about
0: to say is r- most of it really happened. Yes. Like Tour 149 is a real thing. Mhm. We're not making it up. The, nope. Some of it is a is sketch comedy, some of it is real. Mm-hmm. It's all based on real life.
1: I would say 70% of what we are talking about on this show, nay, 80% is 1000% truth. Yeah. So, Think about that as you hear uh, the following descriptors. Kevin and I are going to read a couple. But uh, I put up a prompt that said, describe this weekend's fights. Now, mind you, it was this weekend. There was also a UFC event. There was also a World Series of Fighting in a gymnasium where apparently people were doing volleyball in the background. That's not even important. They didn't even register. A lot and then
0: <laughs> it's, football's over. There's a vacuum. And that vacuum
1: yes. has not quite been filled, but there are things rattling around. And somewhere out there, there's apparently an IBJJF tournament in Houston didn't even make a mark because everybody's eyes were on a couple (sighs) fights that just seemed to happen at Bellator 149. But we'll get there. Here is what people said in response to describe this weekend's fights. That meant all of those above. Pedro
0: Hernandez Jr. starts us off aptly with,
1: what the fuck? It's a proper response. Thank you very much, Pedro. Uh, Miguel Tulsa basically followed up by saying, BBQ, dad fight. now
0: He's the, the 100%. 100%. I,
1: I thought somebody was insulting the other's carne asada game. And that's what it looked like <laughs> to the Mexican and me. So, okay. And, uh, if if you saw the more. fight,
0: it looked like both barbecue and older people were involved. Mm-hmm. I think it's what Miguel's painting here, if I could be so bold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hiyoshi, always active, says blame the hair. Um, <laughs> which who's he talking about? You think?
1: I mean, again,
0: much Ken in the Shamrock's same way. Ken Shamrock's got that like uh, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball hair, like mm-hmm. that really beautiful thick. So, you know, maybe he's like,
1: I mean, I like to call it wispy hair because it looks like some of them are hanging by strands up there or
0: he's Uh talking about the rather flamboyant red mohawk of one data, data
1: um, 5000. Well, it could also be will I am because you could have fooled me on the way the two of them looked for a little while. the hair is really hilariously similar. It's like, maybe he like that look. He was like, I yeah, seriously thought for a while, I was like, did he produce that song, OMG, with Usher? He's changed. Hey. I didn't know he got into MMA fighting. Anyway, so with that precursor, Kevin, we've teased it enough. So we had a lot of people saying, we can't wait for you guys to get to this, and we're about to. I just want to preface this before we get into talking about Bellator 149, because that was the talk of the town for here. This is kind of an insane event, and we tried to walk into it as objective as we could. There was somebody, because we also did another three word description uh, for what happened at the weigh ins, because that seemed to tell us at the very beginning this might be a little bit of an awkward situation. But one person said in three words, You'll be watching. And in response to that, of course, numb nuts, we're going to be watching. It's our job to do that. We have a podcast. I think if you mean the general populist of people are going to be watching, sure. Even better. I think what you're trying to allude to is, is it's such a freak show. You can't look away, which oddly, Kevin, sounds like some sort of written promotional copy that they were <laughs> rehashing throughout the entire telegraph. I swear. Did, did you listen to the commentary?
0: Did you end up going through it with commentary? I, I don't did. know what you're – okay. You I, heard it then. Mm-hmm. They signed off every – Fifth moment, which there was a lot of moments because the fight was very slow, with can't look away even if you want to, and would occasionally change it to wanted to, which would bother me because I couldn't tell if he had changed the syntax or just wasn't paying attention enough to his stupid slogan. Mm-hmm. but it was something they did over and over, and they're even putting in the highlight package. Okay,
1: okay. Well, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, because let's start with the actual buildup. So oh the fight just didn't happen. And when I mean the <laughs> fight, obviously your main event and your co-main event, because that was what people were most interested in. Uh, throughout the week, they had their media buildup, and at this time, you were starting to realize, okay, it's really going to happen this week. It, it right.
0: really is going to happen. They're going to let now, all of them
1: fight. Kev, what's going through your mind maybe Monday before a fight? So let's say you know we had just finished recording and we had previewed it, but we didn't spend a ton of time. We knew it was going to be a shit show even last week, but what was going through your head the moment we put down last week's podcast and they started ramping up promotions? made
0: Made a lot of jokes on the record that I did not think these fights would go through. I was positive one of these fights was falling through. And I was 98% sure it felt like Hoist Gracie versus Shamrock was going to fall through. So completely phased. Positive, not going to happen.
2: Okay. And,
1: you know, to be fair, last week we had Kevin do a cold read of Dada 5000. And it was fun and it was entertaining. But it would not
0: have passed a concussion protocol.
1: No, not at all. Would have definitely set off some red flags right then and there. However, going into this, we had Dada... And we had uh, Kimbo Slice, who became the stars of the press conference. <laughs> yes, No. Did. did you see this footage?
0: Oh my God! This I question the legality of the fight <laughs> based off of the preview footage. They were
1: physically threatening each other and specifics specifics. Okay, and you bring up a nice point. I want to bring up one observation I had, which was the fact that you had Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie um basically fighting in the match of the century. And not match of the century because man, it's going to be a great fight. It's just because that's the number their age adds up to. Uh,
0: right around there. Yeah. Yep. It's it 101 to one, people. It is.
1: It's yeah. a century fight. Match of the century. Anyway, so... You see the two of them who recognize, I think, somewhere in their brain, because they are that much older and they've been around for 23 years doing this, that they knew that they were kind of a freak show fringe element to what they were doing. Now, granted, they were taking a million percent seriously. However, when they saw Kimbo (laughs) and Dada, no, when they saw Kimbo and Dada, they realized they were going to take some of the heat off of how old they were because Ken was smiling like, Jesus, thanks, guys. You are taking one for the team. (laughs) You literally threatened to bust out your nuts and like not a metaphorical bust out your nuts. But then also came up with the hashtag hashtag baby nuts because you two are batshit. And at this point, I think you see Scott Corker get the first look of what did I do? Yeah. Oh, no. Real
0: regret. Real regret crept across his MMA loving face. Like
1: Oh, we never did this at Strike Force, did we? Am I responsible oh, I hate me. Oh, somebody's not gonna make it. Now right, Baby it Nuts might be me. Baby nuts though was did make it. definitely something that captivated us here at the podcast. We were giggling about it. We uh saw our good friend uh Vinny Magalesh. So he put up a, a post that just said I can't wait to see baby nuts. And I started thinking about it and I said, baby and nuts. Those are two things I don't ever really want combined together, let alone in hashtag form. But if you make the N U T Z, then we can figure out the people who listen to our podcast and people who want to be, you know, trending, that sort of thing. Let's see if we can get that trending instead. Vinny was on board and we had a lot of people like uh, Life who retweeted it and to our surprise, we saw a number of people were actually tweeting under that hashtag. So thank you to everyone who did that and thank you to uh, Vinny, obviously, for helping instigate that. So now we're getting to the point where we're all entertained by this. It's really looking stupid and then we get to the weigh-ins the next day. Now, on this day – uh, we had actually put another three-word description because we were so interested to see what people had to say. We knew that people were starting to feel like, oh, man, this could be an interesting something to watch on Friday. I might watch it. So we wanted to gauge the populace. See people you- slowly texting
0: significant others being like, uh, hey, I know uh, we were talking about that house party, but cannot oh. make it. Yeah, can we do dinner early? Like, let's do a happy hour. A lot like everyone who's a genius thought ahead and was like, (laughs) "Yeah, I can do this." Uh, Let's go out early. We'll make Mm -hmm. the fights.
1: So we put this up there, and we got some nice responses. Um, I'll read you a couple. Kev will read a couple as well. Uh, I'll take the old guy. Oh wait! Now, granted, that wasn't five word or three words, but it definitely made us laugh. Uh, One person just put up a soccer referee with the word that said, "Huh." (laughs) <laughs> In meme form. A.J. Ernest, our good friend and photographer, put up internal revenue services. Oh, and that's a
0: little stab at the uh, hoist business. Yep. Uh, Drew Weatherhead's is great. They're poor legacies. But <laughs> with a dot, dot, dot. It's the sad. He's right, too. They're poor. You can just see him shaking
1: his head. And it, well done. Bebop Burke put broken hip TKO, which I was actually hoping for. It was also
0: uh, used as a threat in one of the exchanges. <laughs> uh, so maybe we need to talk to who what Burke knows. Chris Yerkes <laughs> says, does anybody care? Fair question. Yes, it turns out. At least uh, we have the number coming
1: up. It's going yeah. to shock you. Yes. Uh, I love the tease, Kev. Very good. Uh, TJ Miles put in, what the fuck? Which I thought was maybe one of the best... Uses of the three words possible.
0: It might be the theme of this podcast. What the what was going on? Uh, <laughs> Terry Stone, retiree in gi, which
1: is a very particular level of BJJ nerdiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, right uh, in there, I do enjoy a lot of these. Uh, Nathan Palmer putting down, gassing out early, which he wasn't wrong uh well foreshadowed
0: i don't know Definitely. if that was was that the goal but if it was foreshadowing in three words nathan palmer wins yep uh, uh brayden bryce that's
1: what a joke comma
0: and matt dolan answers what a joke trt with the next one and it's abbreviated
1: I'm going to try and read this next one as best I can because it has punctuation. And punctuation is really, as a writer, the way you want to direct your performer, your actors to read it. So uh, I will tell you this right now. The in-betweens here, the ellipsis, basically has about seven dots. So let me see if I can going for, uh, once again, for Matthew Randomant. Ramadan. <laughs> Why... Just why that's it that was the that was the interp I
0: think you nailed it. I think you got into that deep into the I was ready for an accent too. I don't know why uh Rob Akery only needs three letters h g h how dare he he and Matt dolan questioning <laughs> hi,
1: Rob, whoa. <laughs>
0: questioning
1: saying that about a former training partner and you're trying to call out how dare they
0: just with their accusations that these two might have taken some supplements it's it's ridiculous i just i'm gonna pass (laughs) that on we know definitely at least two of them never mind go on
1: fair enough uh somebody just put age period that's (laughs) joshua m branch and i mean i think they thought it was a three letter sort of a thing much in the same way rob thought he only needed three letters yeah Uh, But Rob seems a little bit more telling of it. Or maybe Rob screwed it up for us. Maybe Rob just put the three letters and then the next (laughs) person. They're only getting letters now? I mean,
0: they did set a trend until uh, Frank Stanley (laughs) chimes in. (laughs) Because then we get uh, WTH. And that's uh, who tags Frank.
1: He's like, old as hell.
2: (laughs) And the (laughs) "hail,"
1: which is the funniest (laughs) spelling of hell. It's definitely telling me that you're somewhere in the south, and you say, uh, where do you think you guys are going to go if uh, the devil gets a hold of you? Hail. Uh,
0: And Tom Vett had that last response, which is, man, I'm old, which I think probably some people felt while watching this thing. He's like, oh my god, I remember when we were carpet copying the uh, documentary tape, wait, VHS,
1: (laughs) Uh, called Backyard Brawl. I don't know. I do love that Matthew J. Glover also put, I'm going to beat you to a living death, quoth Ken Shamrock. So we had a varied number of responses. You know, people seem to be at the very least jokingly getting into it. But it did have that element of, yeah, I guess you can't look away. I guess I will be watching part of this. So that brings us to the day of the telecast and – there's not much you can really do here because uh, as we are getting close to it, we've also had Tito Ortiz versus King Mo teased at one of the fan events and it just looks like they weren't even done with one train wreck yet, that they were already building to another one because I was comparing this to somebody and they're like, why do you think they're putting Tito Ortiz with King Mo? And I go, you know what? It's like it's like when you're a kid and you say you have uh, Transformers as toys and you got like optimus prime and bumblebee and people ask do you have more toys than that and you go no i've only got like three others so i guess optimus prime is gonna fight starscreen and uh (laughs) and i think after that he's gonna fight skeletor i know it's not the same universe but that's all the toys i got guys so So. they just
0: have king mo fighting all of their like previous
1: ufc stars Just that's their roster. So they just look around. They're like, what are you doing? Because he also appears
0: with King Mo with Phil Davis later. It's so weird.
1: Yes, because I guess that was all to even if it's the long game and we're not aware of it. It's a real long, long game, because then when they introduced that he was going to be fighting Phil Davis, that was maybe the first clue that maybe Bellator had some things going for it, because there seemed to be some signs of life. They're going to do Bellator kickboxing, which is the precursor to uh, their next spin off series, which will be Bellator Nights. <laughs> it's competitive salsa dancing. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's going to be good. very, very sensual. And somebody asked if they could get uh, David Hasselhoff to host that. And if you're lucky, we'll see. Uh, but then they What's, also announced
0: uh, the guy with the ponytail doing. Which ponytail? You're talking
1: about the Baywatch ponytail,
0: dude? No, no, no. no it's, uh, Seagal. What's Steven Segal oh, doing? God. He could appear for Bellator. Why hasn't he appeared
1: for Bellator? Fighting with Seagal? It's just a, uh, <laughs> He's already been on the Spike TV network. Uh, he has appeared in Lawman, maybe. You may or may well, not remember.
0: I, yeah, this could be like the sequel to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cage Man. Cage Man. I'll work on the title.
1: But. So they uh, they announced Chandler versus Thompson, and I thought, okay, maybe that's pretty cool. Maybe that's something we can rally behind. And uh, you know, you've know, you got all of this. You've got Melvin Gallard fighting that night, and it looks like a kind of old UFC if you just kind of squint a little bit. Yeah, if you just turn your head and forget that you can watch it in HD now. Absolutely. And uh, watching Gallard get knocked out. It's so fun. you're thinking about yourself, and you're like – Okay, now that he's got knocked out and I've seen a couple other, you know, fighters and you know, during the prelims, you've seen a little bit of other people fighting who maybe deserve to be fighters. Hopefully they'll get some more exposure. Now you take a deep breath and you realize Oh fuck. We're in this for life because Mike Tyson by this point has already come out. Has he not, Kev? Beautifully. Saved it. Save the broadcast. Now you had the real Live stream. Uh, us on the West Coast, full West Coast. We have to take a little bit of time. We have to get the Pacific feed. Okay. So you were watching it live, oh. and you were keeping me abreast of the information. So why don't you start telling us a little bit of what it was like to see Mike Tyson on the commentary ones and twos.
0: First of all, Mike Tyson was killing it with the hilarity in the beginning. Way funnier than anyone else that had a microphone that night uh, at any point. He also would respond as though he was a fighter. So when they would get punched, you'd be like, oh, ah, e! I'd be saying double. And then you could only understand like every fifth word, give or take. Um, And I also thought, do we have him? Uh, I'm going to mute Raf, because I think I have Mike Tyson here, because he was amazing, and I'd like to just ask him what his inspiration was. Mike, are you on the line?
2: Uh, most definitely. This oh. is... This is ecstatic, This is like the best you, thing I've ever seen. yeah you yeah.
0: rocked Bellator. you were amazing <laughs> how do we how do we make that a permanent thing?
2: <laughs> no you know, it's just it's all about love and uh you know, I was a fighter, so I just have to say exquisitely, I was fighting in there and I was commentating, and you know I mean it's just you know it's just well, oh man, oh which way did he go? you know which way did he go?
0: <laughs> hey, you're the champ uh i I'll write a letter. I want to yeah. hear more of it.
2: You know, um, the, the hard part about doing commentary is that after, you know, the first minute, people like they still expect to tell what you're able to, to say. And that really doesn't work for me.
0: And that wasn't a problem. We could not tell what you were going to say, now- sir. Champ.
2: You would start hearing what I was saying And then I, like, sh- uh, I, started to, uh, and I would be like uh, ninja- yeah,
0: But you know how uh, Street music's better than Just like the sound of a bus At all times that's that's like you, the Bellator broadcast. So you just carry it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny. funny, Kevin. I, no, nobody it's...
0: does it like Tyson.
2: <laughs> thanks for
0: stopping by, Champ. Okay,
2: that's fine. All right, exquisite, excelsior. Other words that start with E and end in L. Beautiful.
0: Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Tyson, raised on uh, Coca Puffs and steroids. Champ Raph, are you uh, back? I am amazing work. He did on the telecast and just now. Again, oh, uh, sorry about that. I, I, ju- I should buy that three way speaker one of these
1: days. I'll, it's I'll too much. Them. We can't, we can't justify it's just it nice things.
0: Yeah. We're uh, simple people,
1: we're but you just... know how we could afford it, Kevin. How? If we could get serious for a moment, I would, I think that's a good idea. The way that we can actually afford another person line on here is if you, the audience go to where, iTunes. And? Leave a review. And? Five stars. Whatever. and, just and Say whatever you want. Just five stars. Yeah, say whatever the fuck you want, as long as you give us five stars, because Kevin is still holding the show hostage. No guests.
0: This is what you get, people. You just get us firing off topics. I haven't even talked about how we're about to take an intermission and Coldplay is going to go, um, and no, we're no, ending no, no, no. Well, with please, Pitbull... No. Doing La La Vida Loca, his own cover God. mashup. <laughs> um, Dale! <laughs> it's, it's like my absolute goal to get Raph as riled up as possible. But you get all your arch nemesis in a room. God. So, can we get to the part where they fight? Yeah. Okay. Can, how for the first minute is all it takes. It was the. I was watching old people wrestle slowly. Did you see anything in that first few minutes before everybody almost... It was a boys-to-men single away from sexy. It had moments where they weren't swinging. They were just feeling it out, taking their time. Did you see anything in that first minute that led you to believe that either of these people should be ever allowed in a cage again?
2: I didn't
1: know that you could get away with that much inaction and granted kevin and i train jujitsu, and you know we're those people who get tired and gas out and we know what that feels like that's fine you know you can never really mock a fighter until maybe the third time they have mount and as an mma fighter say you yeah, know i'd rather just stand it's not like i can finish him with punches from mount so yeah I'm way too tired to keep bending
0: over from the kneel down <laughs> position, and he—that was a great strategy because if he just kept making data five thousand follow him, he was—I don't, no way he could finish a five k right now. Under no circumstances, not from I what I saw.
1: Was confused because did you see them fall on each other? Did you, did you see a couple times? Yeah, and I there? saw. <laughs> Okay, let's discuss how in the first minute you saw that – I think Kimbo went in for a takedown at which point uh, a wizard was used and I said, wow, this is already more impressive than I thought it would be. And I think they used all of that energy very quickly within the first 30 seconds to a minute because they're still trying to punch and it's still looking a little rough and – You're sitting there and you're now hearing very quickly within the fight that the audience is starting to boo. Now, if you're a commentator like the two gentlemen on this broadcast, you're trying to really do your best to keep people motivated and interested and usually – You get notes like don't say anything bad about us or don't say anything about the UFC, at which point they've already failed miserably about nine times because as they were talking with Mike Tyson, they kept baiting him by saying like, hey, isn't this crazy that you've seen these fighters forever on those other programs? And Mike was not even giving a shit saying, oh, yeah. I saw him on UFC on that one UFC with that one UFC, and Couldn't I thought, "Stop oh, saying God. UFC; it
0: was perfect." I this loved
1: is it. so embarrassing. Why that would you great. ask him that question? But I, I guess okay, no problem. History's history; you can't didn't want him that. to mention it,
0: idiots. But
1: they're then really you realize, as this. they're talking about it from a commentary standpoint, and they're talking about these two fighters who clearly shouldn't be fighting each other and trying to make it interesting, they're both selling them short by saying, oh, shit, he's giving up Mount again. And doing their job and being honest and commentating in sheer amount of surprise, especially when they say, whoa, he is striking him. <laughs> yep, he's uh, he's missing a few times here. But, man, this, my friends, is going to settle it. The, well, the uh, a score. In the
0: battle something. between revenge energy and exhaustion, mm-hmm. uh, exhaustion wins. It turns Mm -hmm. out. How close, really, was Big John to DQing one of them for passing out?
1: This is a great prompt that you were uh, asking. Because I feel you were right. This is maybe the first time they would ever just DQ both competitors for exhaustion. One of them was about, you could tell he was waiting for one of them to fall and be like, what do I do? I'll tell you this much: This is the first time when they've cut away to commercial, and when they come back to the telecast, and one of the commentators says they had to help both fighters off of their stools. I said I didn't need to know that. That was pretty evident. I didn't know you could do that. Oh yeah, this is Bellator, baby. Anything goes. No, no, we Bellator's should all agree. Like old Vegas, man. We should agree that
0: not having a rule. Mm-hmm excuse me, not having a rule that says you have to get up off the stool is as crazy as my suggestion to make it a trampoline mat. Those are equally comparable. If you can knock it off your own
1: fucking stool, you should not be allowed to fucking fight. Absolutely not, Kevin, because then you miss the rules. Well, you miss maybe what was one of the best moments of the night, which is happening as they're continuing to get a little bit tired And I think you were the one to coin the example of what happened toward the end. What happened when they were just so tired, they were kind of uh, starting to fall on one another. How did you describe that? (laughs) They look like
0: a a human tripod, like the scenes from the early Bad Bond movies or uh, the Austin Powers, where the guards just fall on each other and they stay. It was Genius.
1: It's like, this is way easier than standing. So here's where things get a little murky. All right. So we've made it to a second round. Later on, we hear from Big John McCarthy that, you know, people wisely asked him what was going on in his head. And he said, I thought it was going to go over in first round. A little bit later, I start to realize, and I think he might have even said midway through the first, he goes, this is going to go all three rounds. Are you fucking kidding me? Kind of a mentality. Because I, like Kevin, was wondering, you know, Big John was trying to tell him, you got to do something, you got to do something. And their do something is way different than most actual fighters do something. So, okay. Way
0: different? Are you mm-hmm. way less? Like, they do things and these guys just kind of looked at him like he was telling them they had to stay awake in homeroom. It's like, why? I'm in here. Like, what?
1: So now we're watching this, it, you know, we're getting to that third round. And if you've seen what you really can't ever look away from saying, then you're going to enjoy, I guess, our description of it. Here's what I took away. So we get to the point where Kevin's saying they're kind of human tripoding. It looks really funny and we're all kind of laughing about it. But it was the same mentality and look that they had in the second round, which is Dada looks like he's on Dream Street. He's a little glazed over. In retrospect, he did not look healthy in that second round. But hey, fighter's going to fight. So now we get to that third round, still the same look, and they're just kind of collapsing on each other. Kimbo isn't even connecting. And we're at the point now where one of the commentators says, None of these punches are connecting, which is a strangely to say if you're a commentator for there and you're trying to make this fight look good. So he says there's nothing behind these punches. It looks really hilarious. And then it turns into what I like to call Kev as a bullfight. Um, okay. Where, Explain that, please. Yeah, that's fine. And maybe it's uh, prompted by the fact that there's some red streaks in uh, Dada's hair. Yeah. But he just starts looking like he can't punch... Kimbo anymore. So he's just going to charge in. And you know, if you ever played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, video arcade game, yeah. you know that Bebop and, and uh, Rocksteady, they would just charge in on you. So imagine that, but take out right. like one one thousandth of that speed and that Zero was about what he was using. Yeah. So as he was charging forward, um, my wife asked, she said, wait, did Kimbo punch him? Or did he just fall yes now at this point the commentators are saying you can't deny he punched him but they leave that ellipsis that kind of says i mean you can a little bit deny you could also make the argument a strong gust of wind took him down well, what,
0: but the action was very intense mm-hmm yeah
1: and we even had somebody who was saying that at this point, uh, Kimbo got in one last strike. It was kind of like an uppercut. Still didn't take uh, Dada down, but Dada was kind of on his way down, like wavered. Big John looked like he was just kind of stepping in because when Dada was looking like he was just bull rushing in, he ended up grabbing, I think it was Kimbo shorts. So I think Big John was trying to like move it away like, hey, man, don't grab the shorts. Don't be crazy. But that was his last stand. So he starts charging in and then starts realizing, oh, 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 I'm going down. And the Internet ever so quickly put together a great splice of Ric Flair doing one of his famous flops onto the ground. Now, some people on the Internet were saying it looked like he was taking a dive. And I said he didn't take a dive. He dove. Very different. It
0: ended climactically, you know. With uh, very little action.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So now they go over to raise hands and... They can't do that.
0: They're like walking around like two people. They're like, can we just
1: put the IV in? Don't wait another second. So somebody comes over to kind of prop kimbo back up they ask him for a post-fight interview kimbo's very forthcoming and says
0: hit him with a little shot of steroids you can't see <laughs> they do one of those things like in saving private Ryan and the morphine just so it dies him with a little hgh and a horse semen you
1: could see it but it was definitely uh, vin diesel who stepped in to do that scene <laughs> doing a nice cameo callback so now you've got this happening and it's still weird But they have somebody propping up Kimbo as they interview him and he says something to the effect of, man, I'm exhausted. And then shortly thereafter, reconfirms all of our beliefs as to why these two had zero amounts of cardio and says, I think I'm just exhausted. I think I need to eat and I need a Miller Lite. And you're like, well, I think that explains at least some of the cardio problems that the two of you were facing because – I guess while it was a bad kind of thing for us to watch as MMA fans, it looked like a kind of advertisement for uh, Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign. Like if you just put that on a PSA, I think kids would like really be afraid of the diabetes. Kids, <laughs> I got to think about
0: my choices. Yep. <laughs> They're right. I agree with you. What a terrible fight. So, what Kevin, an awful fight.
1: now we're getting into the aftermath of this fight. And mind you, the show's not over yet. Kevin, no. We will uh, get to that next fight shortly thereafter. But everybody really wanted to stick on the aftermath of what was happening here. So now we've talked a little bit about Big Which John's reactions into a fucking reality show pretty quickly. Absolutely. And not all of it's <laughs> and televised. An
0: episode of cops. Kind of. It's like a little Grey's Anatomy. If we're just
1: there's a lot. But there's not a lot that we know initially right away. It just looks like a hilarious man fall down, go boom. Uh, so what happens immediately after this fight, Kevin?
0: Well, they start releasing some details about his rehab, mm-hmm. right? Or not rehab. Well. <laughs> yeah. he, had to, he had to be resuscitated.
1: He did. Okay. So let's start with the very beginning. Dada had to be taken out of the cage via a stretcher
0: which everyone this, saw because it wasn't like a it wasn't like a sports moment like he didn't thumbs us up but they gave us a no. little they were telling us
1: no what they ended up doing was they ended up showing a video of it a little bit later it released to youtube and they had some people showing dada being taken out via stretcher oh, which maybe that's um, what i saw like was twitter pictures immediately <laughs> i guess the problem for me was this um i saw the clips and then i actually went back to watch the show. So when I went to go watch the show, I was really, really struck by this curious statement by Dada in his talking shit of Kimbo Slice where he said, EMTs, you guys are going to need to stand cage side because I'm sending that man out on a stretcher. And it really hit a paused moment for me because especially knowing what I had known with hindsight, I said, well – That was a pretty ominous thing there to say Dada. (laughs) I guess uh, as what I'm telling you and uh, why I'm letting the rest of you who listen to our podcast know. look for the meme on that on our Instagram because I mean it's it was very maybe the most inappropriate and a good lesson when shit talking maybe really like say reasonable things like I'm going to beat you so bad. I will get the referees decision. Uh, I'm going to take you to task so mad that I will somehow land a submission that will be very technical and precise and will make you submit. I mean, I don't know. These are just shit talking things, especially if you've only had two professional fights. Anyway, I digress. So they take him to the hospital. He's not showing good signs of life. We're now getting people on Twitter who are saying exactly what happened to him. Kevin, what did they say happened to him there? He died. <laughs> he <did>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like Kevin really, really, really worked on that one. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, I wasn't a fan of putting him in the cage. <laughs> I, I, oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, He's back now. That's why it's okay. Like if he weren't, this would be really sad. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's a fighter rap. He's down to five thousand. You know he's good to go. <laughs> Kev okay,
1: had the reins back to me. I'll will take the, the the piloting for just Please, a minute while you get your it. shit back together again. What Kevin's response is is a very real audience response here, people. It's I guess the response that you see when you find out that it was later revealed he had to cut forty pounds in order to make two sixty five. Now let's think about that math. For just a second here he had to cut 40 pounds to make 265 that would make him over 300 pounds and yet somebody approved that commission license. So, it was reported that he also had to be resuscitated back to life. It was reported that he was uh, not in good condition. I think we later ended up getting a report that said he was back to stable. His family said he was doing better. And Scott Corker said he was, in fact, starting to improve I'm sure, I'm sure. a little bit more.
0: Yeah, Scott, I fully believe you. Uh, you have nothing with the fighters
1: business, Jersey Art. So, why <laughs> wouldn't I? So, of course, you know, with Scott Corker saying that, that. He, maybe he wasn't a full Dada 5,000. Maybe he's more at like data 250. Uh, you have that sort of thing. Uh, you have that. I make no regrets over that It's joke. a different model,
0: the data 2,500, but it's calmer. He'll be fine.
1: He'll be fine. He'll be back to life. Give him some time. He's going to power up. He at has. no time, he'll be back to 2,000. He's got years.
0: I was going to say he's going to get it. I think data 4,000 is realistic with a,
1: with a healthy rehab. So, Kev, let's talk here realistically The real part of all of this is, Shamrock versus Gracie 3 Well, we're going to get to that in just oh, a second But uh, we have to talk about the implications here Because Is this Dada's fault? Let's start here No, Bellator's fault Okay, but again Maybe you're jumping ahead Are you sure it's not his fault? Yes Why? They paid him to get in there and fight Okay I believe them So you don't believe that this guy, who's only had two fights, doesn't have some sort of responsibility to himself? I don't believe they put him through any
0: physical to check that he is a licensed professional to be in there. So if they want to do something other than MMA, call it something other than MMA. But if this is what we're doing, check your fighters. Screen them for health. Otherwise, it's embarrassing and it ends up looking like someone's just getting kind of beat up and it's not okay that you put someone equally as slow across from the cage That's not.
1: I mean isn't the idea to like what if he better. had fought a fighter who actually had some technique or really knew what they were doing I don't know that you want to put him in there with somebody who knows unless you just are looking for a mercy killing that happens within the first round maybe and that's uh,
0: what I guess they were hoping for Because isn't that uh, oh a big John he thought it was going
1: to go one <laughs> round because like, when you get how could it go like more this? to be honest when you get to into this discussion you get uh people like our good friend Juan Bernardo who literally just put worst fight ever with uh, comic book guy underneath our prompt right now thank you very much Juan uh and then you also say uh, underneath that you get Kiyoshi who just said also Kevin should fight and Kevin this i guess brings up a nice thing would you fight yeah. in the co-made event if you had only had two fights
0: oh for sure yeah but i'm a gamer oh. you know?
2: mm,
1: i've seen you throw up after oh training.
0: no guarantees but i don't think i'm gonna i think i'll make it like i think i'll survive <laughs> okay. uh but here Raph, let me take a note out of your book here mm-hmm. uh emt's stand on alert in case I get hit too hard or you see me tweak a knee and make that face that you see people make when it looks like they tore something. There
1: we go. I guess the other hard Nailed part it. is it. that's in tremendous. the family statement when they said <laughs> they said, you know, you've got to give we give a lot of credit to Scott Corker for giving him a chance, despite the fact that the family was also blaming this fight for making him unjustly cut 40 pounds So the family was also inconsistent, but they also were trying to leave on that hopeful note, though, where they said, you got to give it up to him. He stood in there and he fought. And that's something you got to commend. Okay. Yeah. So do you? No, no, not a lot. I wouldn't call it fighting. And you know what? I think that will nicely bring us up to our our main fight, Kevin
0: super disappointing compared to the one beforehand i'm d- joking it uh, i would say it's exactly the same how do you feel so th- as you aptly understood they were calling this a legacy fight mm-hmm. like winner takes mma i guess as a concept what does the winner get
1: i think winner gets bragging rights to erase ufc history that's a good idea ooh cool in
0: bellator interesting <laughs> That was That's so that's why they also had to call it a legacy fight Because they couldn't talk about this The first two times we fought Or
1: just that it's been like Enough to be A fight That had already left a legacy And so you don't want to ruin that And you just say it's a legacy fight Why is that? Uh, you know it's happened a long time ago And they had a lot to say before this fight Oh tons of saying
0: It was uh, it, it wasn't a very long fight. It lasted mm-hmm. one round. There was some limited striking in the beginning and some sizing up before a groin knee is. I mean, you can kind of see it in the replay. Like, you can see it's not going very fast. Shamrock gets hit. Gracie takes him, follows him down, takes him down, starts punching him in the face. Fight ends. Mm hmm. Ken Shamrock, furious, has filed a grievance with the Texas Commission.
1: Okay. Let's, uh, let's take a second here. Okay. So I think you could tell something's amiss when at the very beginning of this fight, you have Ken Shamrock walking out. And I will give Bellator this much credit. In terms of production value, while at times it looked like pretty basic and amateur when you had uh, fake Joe Rogan interviewing King Moe. And uh, Phil Davis, it looked a little awkward, amateurish, weird, staged, not great. But those LCD screens that had that giant lion on there looked immaculate. Okay, I'll give him that. I'll even give the fact that I'm going to give Ken Shamrock the benefit of the doubt that when he walked out, there was some girl lip syncing a song for absolutely zero reason. Didn't need to do that, but she really felt the Holy Spirit and was really going for it. Fine. I'll give him that. I'll even overlook the fact that Hoyce made a decision not to use tape under his gloves and apparently was risking his bone shattering. Not by fighting, mind you, but through the precious tape that would protect his very, very old and frail hands. I'll let all of that go. But let's get to the point where... Ken Shamra gets kicked or at least need in uh, the groinal region. So we're going to call this one groin gate because everything needs to be a gate. Still Tom Brady's fault. Go Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Let's discuss the fact that I'm going to ask you a question first and I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Actually question the first did Ken Shamrock get need in the nuts. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that That's a little bit of leeway the where here. where he forgot how to guard or okay. defend himself. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe he could have taken a Gracie defensive lesson. Uh, but let's discuss. So you don't know for sure if he got kneed in the nuts. I'm going to ask a couple more questions here to my witness. Uh, question the second. Does he have no nuts because of the steroids he's taken or – Did he not get need in the direct region of the groin? But because he's so old, his nuts were sagging so low that they were an easy target to hit. Trick question.
0: I'm supposed to give a 30 minute rant about how we should use tie cups, even though they go up the ass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe
1: Joe Rogan's just into that thing. Maybe that's just his fetish.
0: <laughs> That's all I could hear during this whole discussion. It was like during like fucking tie. Tie, he just, he's, he does like them. Loves the way they look. Loves the way they feel. Oh, just to tough with? on that. Yes. He's fun to okay. strut around the uh, huge, huge LA house with that thing on, I presume. And I'm you- talking about Ten Planet. So they. Mm. What is this? Like, I, I mean, he guess, I guess he gets kicked in. Is he saying he got kicked so hard, which he is, because he not only was he scre- throwing a real awesome temper tantrum that was like, that's, mm-hmm. yep, that guy's fifty. <laughs> so just running around the cage screaming, and then also files a grievance. So yes. he's saying he got kicked so hard in the nuts it impacted the fight, and they didn't call it.
1: Okay, which brings me to my third question, Kevin. So we discuss, did, you know, it look like he actually got kicked in the nuts? Was, you know, does Kevin have the nuts? I think the third one is this. If you believe he got kicked in the nuts, do you think he should have had the recovery time? Sure. Okay, great, great. Yes,
0: obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: Question the fourth. This is an important one. How long did it take for him to acknowledge he had been kicked in the groin a few seconds okay if you want to ask me my opinion and nobody is but i'll offer it
0: go for it i'm curious
1: ken shamrock he got kicked in the nuts now granted nobody likes getting there i mean that's the worst and it really can be debilitating so i get it no (laughs) no shame in that but it looked like he got kicked in the nuts looked like he was going to shake it off and be like okay cool I'm going to make it through. And then I think he took a knee to the head and said, oh, I'm going to lose this fight as he's getting taken down and was like, no, my nuts. Oh, please give me my time now. Because I don't know that there's a delayed enough reaction. I think if you get knee in the nuts, you are looking to try and get that ref's acknowledgement ASAP rather than holding out for a few seconds to see how it works and then if it doesn't work your way try to really make it go your way shortly thereafter does that seem like i'm making it up yes you
0: shamrock hater
1: okay kevin please set me straight
0: no, no that's i mean that's pretty well like uh i
1: it's
0: one of those things where it's like first of all you can't be so baffled by it that it would happen like some contact it's just one of those things where there are different levels of getting hit i didn't think it was that square and that angry and that deep because Mm -hmm. his shorts were up to his nipples so Mm -hmm. it looked like it was a little high because there's a huge groin region no one knows you know no one's calling into question your integrity except you're old and this is why you don't fight when you're old we can't put you back in that cage
1: I guess I have the biggest problem with this is uh, working in TV, I tend to know there is a certain demo that you want to hit. You want to hit that sweet 18 to 49-year-old demographic. Okay, When you have two fighters who don't even make that demo, it might be hard to attract people in that sweet spot age range. So I'm just saying as a precursor, maybe, maybe people, maybe we should make this a rule. Maybe we should say the 18 to 49 demo is about where we call it quits. (laughs) If they can't,
0: demo can't
1: fight. I like that's that's a good rule. I mean, granted, there was a report that there was a lady who fought this week who was 68 and still had better cardio than Dotto 5000. That's not here nor there. Uh, A report.
0: It was in Denver. This mountain air. And I saw the picture. She was in way better shape than Data 5000. and would have beat the shit out of both of those guys, I'm sure of
2: it.
1: Now, Kevin, to really start getting to the close of this uh, Ken Shamrock, Coise Gracie thing, he filed the complaint. Obviously, that's created some controversy in itself. It may not be the last we hear about, at least for the interim. This brings me to question number I'm just five. Nervous. I hope
0: we nominate another Supreme Court nominee before that thing goes all the way up. To I'm whatever. not I'm sure. sure it's headed. I I'm not, know, not sure. Four, I'm four, four pretty tie sure. On the shamrock decision.
1: My knowledge of all things. Constitution tells me that President Obama has to name a decisive finish for the Bellator 149 fight before he can ever nominate someone to the Supreme Court. That's just my understanding of the law. Then again, I love the Constitution. Kevin, my fifth question to you is this. Has Ken Shamrock just gotten too many chances by now that we should just ignore this request? Yes, Yes. it's too many chances. Yeah, the chances have expired,
0: Raph. The chances have gone (laughs) bad. They are sitting in the cabinet, and you didn't know that those spices expired in 2014, but they did. And we did know it, so don't make this. How many fighters have to be resuscitated in 2016
1: before they'll take this seriously, Raph? I don't know. One's not enough. (laughs) I love Kevin's plead for insanity. Uh, Here's what I'll say, and this is maybe a tainted perspective. Maybe this is how other people felt as well. But I knew the moment that Ken Shamrock get kneed in the nuts. I looked at it and I said, yeah, he probably did. But you know what? He's going to ask for a rematch. And when he does, I don't want to give it to him because we've done that with Ken Shamrock. How many times did he get to fight Tito Ortiz? This was the third time he got to fight fucking Hoyce Gracie. I think we have finality. We have closure. And if you really want to get a fucking cold as ice fucking response, it was when they asked Hoyce Gracie what he thought about the loss in the fight. At least in terms for Ken Shamrock. And he said, hey, man, when we first started fighting, there were no rules. And then literally did that shoulder shrug that's like, come at me, bitch. What? What? No rules back in the day. That was what we did. So my initial reaction was, yeah, you probably got kneed in the nuts. But because fool me once, you know, yeah, I'm done. That's it. Thanks, though, buddy. It's been a good run. Can we call it a day for the love of God, Ken Shamrock? Oh, wait, no, we can't. Because there's apparently an Arizona fight that he's supposed to go fight Dan Severnett.
0: Oh, God. Okay. So you guys,
1: I'm going to be proven right. I don't know why. And let's just put a nice cap and feather in all this, which is, ladies and gentlemen, you made these two of the biggest MMA fights as well. Because the ratings Uh, were what, Kevin? Oh, allow me to read from MMAfighting.com.
0: This hurts, Raf. Mm. It drew an average of one million nine hundred and sixty four thousand viewers over the three hours to beat the up the company's all time record by twenty four percent prior one, Shamrock vs. Slice, mm-hmm. which somehow averaged one point five million, which is crazy. Um something like two point three during the live events. So these are obviously total numbers, but that's an obscene. Insane- it's just okay. an absurd amount.
1: Now, because people want to know, you know, that's an average. They want to know. The
0: main fight, 2.4 okay. million viewers.
1: Was that the top draw? Yes. No. No, what's the top? The top was Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000. That actually ended up drawing a peak 2.5 million viewers. Oh, my God. How? So 2.5 to
0: point. So they didn't even have a huge drop off.
1: No, because people said, well, I'm up. So I might as well stick around for another 27 minutes to see how this ends. And I do appreciate that at least for the this is how history will see this fight, at least in terms of ratings. And a lot of people who I know who do ratings don't really watch MMA. But let's just go with that scenario here. They're going to see Kimbo Slice versus Dada lasted on this note here. 1116 to 1130. So they're going to go, oh, that seemed like a long fight. Must have been pretty interesting to keep those 2.5 million viewers around for a while versus Shamrock versus Gracie, which went from 1155 to 1157. So on paper, it's going to look like the Kimbo Slice and Dada fight was the top draw was the not only top draw, but maybe questionably the better MMA exhibition so Christ we'll Christ. leave this to you guys which was the better demonstration of mixed martial arts at it's best slash worse uh, it is up, up at verbal tap hurt. cast on the twitter on the instagram and on our facebook page
0: we're gonna keep uh rapid firing there it is there's our bellator 149 i feel better talking about it, it just feels good you know to get it off your chest it's helpful not to hide it to your, from your friends but to just kind of embrace that you're You've made mistakes. Let's move on to a not crazy fight, <laughs> uh, just <laughs> professional-level MMA organization, UFC Fight Night 83 featuring Cowboy on Cowboy Crime. It's no joke by now. Donald Cerrone's good at MMA, ref. Yes. Would you have tapped to the triangle that Alex, the Cowboy oliviara
1: Tapped two in the round one with two minutes and 33 seconds. Tough question. Don't know. Mostly because – You're tough to triangle? Uh, I mean I've never had Donald Cerrone triangle me. Granted, I would assume if that was the case, I would really uh, be way more in trouble if the arm was on the right side. And it looked like – some people were saying it was a much quicker tap. Again, haven't rolled with Donald Cerrone. Don't know what that triangle pressure is like with him. Maybe he just wanted to protect it looks himself. Weak. I'm, I'm just speaking from his skinny little bird legs. <laughs> um. So I guess it's one of the scenarios where you just had to be there. So uh, credit to Donald Cerrone. I would like to point out one thing though, which was they kept talking about cowboy versus cowboy. I thought one of them was supposed to give up their hat to the other. Ooh. How is that
0: not a? Oh man, that should definitely be a thing.
1: Absolutely. And I'd like to point out the following. Or whatever it is. (laughs) I hope they would not bring guns. Valetudo shorts to the floor. Wait, what? (laughs) Nope. don't think that one would work either. I don't know how many cowboys are wearing Valetudo shorts unless you're doing a very different series of uh, Google searches for your cowboy hats. All right, fair enough. Um, So I think the interesting thing about this is Would it surprise you if I were to tell you this, Kevin, that fight went how many rounds at the UFC with the Cowboys? 17. Just one. Just one. (laughs) Barely went half of one round. So you would assume that maybe an athletic commission would maybe clear you faster than normal, right? Yes. Would you be surprised if I were to tell you that Donald Cerrone would love to fight against somebody either this week in London – or at UFC 196 in a week. That after. sounds exactly like Donald Cerrone. Okay. That's what he's trying to do right now.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. To, he's probably like, Dana, you know somebody's dropping. I'm here. Let's make 196 even better. Let's do it. And it would. He's right. So listen to him. Uh, you know one of those situations where you don't want to be there? In mm-hmm. the Rowan-Carnaro position where Derek Brunson is hitting you in the face by violently as human.
1: Yeah, possible. it looks pretty bad.
0: It looks like that scene in uh donkey Kong when you're Mario and he's just pummeling, you get <laughs> caught because you'd make it up the ladder fast enough. Just that hammer fist of pure, like there was no, he couldn't the the poor. Oh man. Poor Rowan tried to, like, hip out and put his leg in. It was just like, uh, that's going to be hard because Derek Brunson just swung and hit you with five haymakers
1: while you the, were doing that. The benefit of watching this fight. Just with, right,
0: uh, left, right.
1: <laughs> with Kelly's mom and the entire time, I mean, for this particular fight, she had many other Kelly's momisms for other parts of other fights. But for this particular fight, I would be like, ah, oh, he's not looking good here. And she goes, oh, he's not out yet. He's not out yet. And I'm like, it's about to, yep, and lights out. Yeah, that's not good. I was scared. But I love that she was fighting for the fight to continue because throughout the other fights, she was saying such things as, oh my God, look at those tattoos. How many, <laughs> do all of the fighters have tattoos here? Uh, at one point, me. she said that she liked uh, Tinquinho because he didn't have any tattoos. Sure. Um, she said that Dennis Bermudez and Chris Camozzi were essentially the same people. Which, interesting. Uh, But she also mentioned the fact that that she was saying, she's like, you know, I just, the kicking each other in the face and the stuff like that, nah, it shouldn't be. So when you have somebody like that who says those other things. And then wants to watch
0: Derek Brunson kill
1: someone. (laughs) okay he's still in this fight you start Jeez. to realize i think we're making a fan of her and I think she's starting to become <laughs> hardcore about this
0: show. hey if you can't get excited watching Derek brunson beat somebody up it's hard to get excited about it so i'm yes. that's a great fight to see that it's uh
1: that's uh, that's beautiful but maybe that brings us nicely to i guess our next fight which is
0: taking fought well you know he never really got the chance to uh, get a good grapple in but he threw a beautiful Amaplata attempt to the crowd
1: that was a lot of fun for us as jiu-jitsu nerds, that and we beautiful. pull for him. Uh, I would say that the interesting part for me is is you have a Cody Gambrand, Gam if you would. Who's also tattooed. Super tattooed, <laughs> and that was definitely noted at least nine times. And that he was the
0: Pittsburgh hometown kid. So mm-hmm. That was all anak had.
1: So when you have somebody like that, and you have the fact that uh, he trains with our good friend Chris Holdsworth, and on Holdsworth's uh, Snapchat he was saying that his opponent, uh, Garbrandt's opponent, didn't make weight. And I was like, what a bum. And then I remembered it was Tankino and I was like, no. And but then, then you like so, a week. Yeah, no, I I agree. He just said he couldn't make weight and that's yeah. still just a bummer. But then you see kind of that like jiu padding as uh, – Kelly's mom was pointing out, she's like, he has a little bit more padding to him. And I was like, he's a little chunkier. Yes. Yeah, I will give you that. He looks uh, a little bit more. an Open class. You know, he's yeah. good to go. <laughs> he's about to go do open hey, weights.
0: This is a 135 pound fight, people. Like, this isn't 155, it's 180. It's down but I just
1: love that for that like split second, I was like, oh, what a bum who can't make that. Oh, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The you know? the re- the
0: bias. Uh, I'll give him two things. One, he took a tough fight again. You know, Cody's no slouch. He took a tough fight last minute. So that was kind of a little bit on the. uh, But otherwise, and
1: uh, I felt the same way. Just like, yeah, great. Catch white, Awesome. I'm a lot of (laughs) that. Do it. Um, This is a question I did want to ask you. Early stoppage. Yeah.
0: Okay. for sure. I thought it looked okay. I really did. I, I was looking for it. I definitely saw him get a little rattled, but, you know, that's kind of what your face looks like when you get punched. Like, maybe, and I'd be interested to hear his, like, real take. I I don't know if we always get that, but we usually. He didn't look, he certainly didn't, that's what a professional fighter looks like when they lose a potentially questionable decision. They don't start running around throwing a temper tantrum (laughs) that rivals more energy than they put forward in the fight. It's true. Uh, this is to so, be fair though. Maybe yeah, early stoppage, though.
1: Only uh, trains for the stoppage. Maybe Com- he trains for what he's gonna do afterwards. Maybe that's like what they drill at his Com- gym
0: compared to what we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, like just where we are in the MMA. It was an early stoppage, for sure. Felt like they were pulling a little bit for Cody, and they were just like waiting, and that they thought Tanquinho was a little bit more vulnerable than he was. It's like he's got a strong chin. He's defending himself well, and he's kind of going to the ground has been his best strategy cuz Cody wants nothing
1: to do with I him while he's anywhere near his back. My follow-up question here for that particular standpoint is this. Did the referee go, "Ooh, you hit a jiu-jitsu guy." Yeah, you're yeah. let's it's stop. What We're like. done here. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. All right. I just wanted to ask that. Well, you guys can tell us if you thought differently. I'm not passionate about it, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody really lost any sleep over it. We are just kind of like, all right, whatevs. Um, let's go to our next fight. Bermudez which... versus
0: Tatsuya Kawajiri. Yes. Yes, yeah, a fine fight,
1: fight. Pretty okay fight.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Chris Carmodi, can... uh Joe Riggs, you know what, Raph? I take, mm. First of all, is only 33, mm-hmm. I believe, in age. Has fought 48
1: Times And those are just the ones he counts. Yes. I think in fight years, he's 200. And in dog years, he's 900.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, when Thibodeau played Luau Dang too many minutes and then traded him. Look, <laughs> they have got to be careful here. He got kneed so badly. Did you hear what happened that broke his forearm? Yes. Oh, man. Like, that wasn't a competitive fight. <laughs> That is, I know, of the imagination is a competitive fight.
1: I don't know that I ever thought it was going to be a competitive fight. I thought as soon as I was just wanted to make introducing sure I said it. the segment, I looked over to Kelly's mom and I said, funny story about this guy. And she goes, What about him? I said, He has shot himself. <laughs> Would you believe that this man has shot himself? And she just goes, Oh, most definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's plexico burst. Is that what she said?
1: Um, no, it wasn't really her line of rationale or Uh, analogies but she thought it internally kraus nearly
0: rear naked chokes shane campbell at the end of the first nearly gets him again Mm -hmm. in the second gets a little beaten up in the third but wins a unanimous decision calls his own performance out you supported him in that call out defend it because i thought it was a little debbie downer for someone that just want to fight
2: oh
1: no i was just saying i wasn't (laughs) you you really intro intro that one is <laughs> <laughs> if like i had a vendetta against objective
0: producer leading the witness Did you say objective uh objection
1: <laughs> kevin's wow objective i would like to state his purpose
2: <laughs> on this thesis earth. Wait, is that it thesis hold on
0: what do the lawyers say
1: does anyone does anyone have a, a law Which degree my a lawyer, law i law, can... kevin dictionary here uh, yeah. So no, what I said was this, I felt like this is how you, you get that performance as somebody who's notoriously hard on himself in training. I can understand this talk. What he was saying
0: was, <laughs> that follows, same intensity oh, I hate it.
1: Own. I'm yeah. the worst. Nobody can ever give me a compliment and like everybody hates it. And, uh, they definitely give me shit about it and rightfully so. And I, I don't, I don't ever try to disavow that, but here's where I could understand what he's saying. I think what happened was I think he got really pissed that he didn't finish that rear naked choke and granted time excluded on him. So – You know, there's not much really you can do, but he was trying and that dude looked like he was close. Maybe another five seconds he would have tapped to that rear naked choke. Gets another opportunity to get a rear naked choke, I think in the second round. Can't quite finish it. By the time we get to the third round, he gets mounted and started to get some punches put to him. Now he says the thing that fighters like to say, which is, man, I was really hoping to get the finish, submission, knockout. I'm just not pleased with my performance. I think what it was, more in his case, was... Dude, I did not want to get fucking punched in the face if I could have killed this fucker in that first round. If I'm just reading between the lines there. That's just me. I don't know. Well, what do I, I, know?
0: I like his eye of the tiger, so I'm in on it. Hey, Sean Strickland versus Alex Garcia was a great fight. Awesome. Great fight. Um, eh, there were some other good ones. Oluwale, <laughs> Bambus. Mm-hmm. Bangbus. Uh, You know Nicely K.O. Seraphim
1: Not easy Mm -hmm. I didn't see any of the rest Okay that's fine Uh, We apparently had some controversy In the Ashley Evans Smith Versus Marion Renaud fight Um, You guys weigh in on that one I could only watch it via my iPad And I only saw like the last Half of the fight and it looked like it was An okay fight but people were very angry about it Uh, Ashley Evans-Smith, you know, we know a lot of people who train with her. Uh, I'd be happy to get their perspectives on what happened there. But people were very angry about this. And this is what I had to remind people, having not seen that fight, which was very simple uh, to people who were complaining about it, which was, guys, do you remember the fights that happened the day before this card? (laughs) And everybody just shut up. So it really wasn't an issue. Yeah, I was
0: like, I got to watch Donald Cerrone fight, so I'm good. You know, I feel fine. Uh, Khabib's not fighting for religious convictions?
1: Yeah, Ramadan. Okay. Would you? Uh, I, I'm not very religious. Oh, okay. But I mean, would you tell somebody you didn't want to take a fight because of religious convictions? Uh, Nay. I've always I, I know thought that I
0: about this. It kind of depends. Like, uh, once I found out a family member's doctor. Has his uh, nurse practitioner prescribe birth control because he's philosophically against? I was like, take his license. Like, <laughs> apparently, he's a good doctor, but I was like, fuck that guy. Like, I was completely out. I yelled out about. It. I probably thirty minutes, forty
1: minutes yelled about it. I'm sure you did. Now, would you use that same religious conviction to get out of a day of work? Uh, probably. Okay. Good That's enough. Not a terrible idea, especially if I didn't want to cut
0: or I was like. Bees deep, and maybe just enjoying some time off, like playing. It could be it feels like he's like learning to play the guitar. Just say bees deep, you know. I was using okay. a, a, a slightly misogynistic metaphor. Slightly, mm.
1: uh, it makes it way less though.
0: Speaking of misogynistic metaphors, mm. Joe Rogan doesn't see the whole CM Punk thing working in the UFC, and now he's saying it out loud. Which I think the reason is of note is I don't think he thinks CM Punk's fighting
1: in the cage. Shock. Do you want to hear a cool rumor? I didn't put this uh, to anything we talked about recently. Of so, course. this is new information to you.
0: Breaking rumor.
1: Okay. Not Ooh, breaking, breaking rumor. Breaking rumor,
0: rumor is a great. Oh, the real fact. Just.
1: There's one fact and then maybe some implications from it. You <laughs> draw your own conclusions.
0: Well, breaking fact plus some implications. You draw your conclusions. This is a snappy segment, <laughs> Raph.
1: <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. <clears throat> John Cena, you know who he is, yes. Yeah. Okay. WWE wrestler. Yeah, yeah,
2: the He is one.
1: famously <laughs> he has famously had some big matches against CM Punk. They've had some great feuds, right? Okay. Good for So CM Punk, CM Punk recently got added back into the alumni section of the WWE, which he was taken down once he had that big split from them. John Cena tweeted out or instagrammed a photo of him returning to that page leading some to speculate maybe cm punk had those 15 smokers 16 lost 15 out of them has this back surgery maybe he's back working with the company at some point Hmm. however many are shooting down this rumor i still believe cm punk will at least try to you know do one fight but Could it be a potential foot in the door for later? Who knows? I would just hope that he signed like a legends contract that allows him to like, you know, always be in good standing and make drop ins. Tell me this. Tell me this.
0: Is it more embarrassing to fight and get your ass kicked or is it worse for his image? I guess that's what's who cares what's more embarrassing. What's worse for CM Punk fighting and losing or not fighting in the MMA
1: cage now? uh it would actually be i mean better would be fighting and losing okay i mean they okay just then i think that's what he'll do him. but they definitely cut some promos but i mean they're wrestling promos and he's a much better shit talker but you, than you he know what him.
0: i'm saying yeah like i'm just curious i think he'll do whichever one the path of best resistance yeah because there's, there's no path of least resistance he's got to do one of them <laughs> yes okay UFC 196 is still happening and I'm just saying it to remind people. <laughs> I I also I thought this was premature. I am taking I'm excited about this fight. I'm excited about this card. I am not a hater cuz it's happening. It just kind of felt like one of those cards that was they've promised us a few of these mega cards and it's always mm. we're 2 weeks out right now it is as advertised. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, definitely. I would normally accuse the UFC of malfeasance. I mean, I like that Cerrone wants on the card. And it's going to be like, so does Pettis. Somehow, so does Diaz. Before you know it, we're going to have everybody. Uh, Ronda Rousey update. What's going on? Okay. Roadhouse? So our good
1: friend uh, <laughs> Jeff Schultz basically sent us some cool articles. I think it was in response to the uh, response that we had to a certain meme that a certain uh, meme maker put out, which was basically saying – If you remember Ronda saying, fuck that bitch, putting up a middle finger to Misha, saying, you know, she's a fake bitch to Holly Holm, then that allows you to not feel bad for anything about Ronda Rousey.
0: When you hype a fight, you should be held to that exact same standard. Uh, We do not change our feelings for you.
1: Absolutely. I'm pretty sure every doctor who has uh, dealt with somebody in depression is like, no, free pass. You can totally hate on them. Totally. Yeah, they deserve it.
0: So I put up a nice
1: note and we got a nice amount of people who retweeted it, said some nice things about it. It was cool to see that there were some level headed people um, who could understand that. Yeah, Rhonda's talks shit. She should be accountable for it. But at the same point, she was accountable for it. She fought. Yeah, exactly. And the hard part, I think, accounted like that. I think the hard part for me is, um, you know, that sort of shit goes down and people want to feel and tell you how they feel. And be really shitty about it. So our good friend uh, Jeff Schultz says, hey, I've got some stuff on um, suicide uh, psychology that maybe you'd be interested to hear that pertains to Ronda Rousey and athletes in general. And I was like, whoa, dude, that's intense. I mean, thank you very much for putting it my way. But like, I'm not qualified to speak about this. Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to tell people, hey, before you be a dick on a keyboard warrior, maybe, maybe just think about what you're saying. That's about it. Um, but Jeff very nicely uh, sent some articles. I haven't had the time to read it, but I want to read what he said. He said one article talks about how often suicide ha- suicide happens in high level athletes and the potential risk factors, um, psychiatry, you know, that sort of pressure to win, which he says probably applies to Rousey the best. And then uh, he proposes uh, the author five key points that lead to depression, and a symptom of depression is suicidal ideation. So uh, I haven't, like I said, had the time to read all of that. I would love to. He also said one thing that was kind of interesting about it was he said – Something that emerged from literature is the amount of identification with athletics and how it can be correlated to worse outcomes when the person has issues in relation to their loss of performance, i.e. loss of identity, role conflicts when injured or during retirement. Rhonda said that in the interview that she thought she was only good at this being MMA and seems to struggle with an identity outside of our sport, which – Whoa! First of all, too much analysis for this show. Uh, second, <laughs> uh, very interesting points. We've that, hit the eleven twenty hour. <laughs> Everybody's like, it <"You> got serious. <laughs> but very interesting points that uh, I think is a good discussion that we're happy to host and and play. Uh, you know, journalist and, and question guy too, or as dumb uh, comedian and dumber comedian too, but. Hey. <laughs> Oh, you just instantly thought you were done. We all
0: that. heard it. Everyone heard it. Don't even.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I could have been being modest, Kevin. I don't know. We'll see. Well,
0: uh, I'm still ready for Rhonda to be back in the cage, but more ready for Roadhouse <laughs> remake. So, Absolutely. As long and- as it's on the record that my priorities are straight, I'm really glad to take a little break to film that beauty.
1: And let's report some good news, which she's saying that she is quite enjoying not fighting for a little while. So it seems like she's going to enjoy herself some roadhouse too, Kev. She
0: fought a ton. She fought a lot. She was probably like – there's probably a little bit that's like finally some relief to just breathe and not also be the champ.
1: So, you know, I mean in the future, if you guys have more thoughts on this or more literature you want to throw at me, I'm happy to try and read it. Again, not super qualified to really talk about it, but – Uh, If it gets people talking and prompted about it, I think it's kind of cool as opposed to uh, just us giving our initial reactions and how we see it from perspective. We got a lot of nice notes from people who listened to last week's podcast who said that they were glad that there were people who approached it with a fairness, a sensitivity, and uh, hopefully some uh, understanding or at least attempt to understand the perspectives uh, that Rhonda was putting forth. So that made us feel good, and we're happy to do that. But again, guys, I caution you, we are going to get back to making fun of her. Like, you know, it's what we do. Uh, just as soon as she starts uh, trading again, probably she'll say something crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, listen, she's not a great actress. Okay. How dare you? Did you see her in SNL? I saw her in Expendables 3. Wait. Four. That's a great movie. Three? That's great a great movie. movie. So first of all, shh. second of all, uh, yeah, we'll get back to that. But yeah. for now, you know, I think it may bring up some good uh, notes to every once in a while.
0: I saw uh, on one provinces. of the Fast and Furious. I don't remember. <laughs> furious. The plural of the Fast and the Furious. That's how you say it. And yes, I would like to shout out that 60 year old Denver woman we talked about and Perez de Tejada. Who did lose? But sixty-eight, oldest fighter ever in MMA history. How old was her opponent? Did we ever find
1: that out? Do we know? Uh, she was um younger, twenties. <laughs> I think the Ice Age is younger. So yeah, that's not oh, really it. You, don't. <laughs> the Tertiary period happened a couple times. I think. Hey,
0: what? Hey, we what? Can, I mean, we can ask her about the Cold War, and that's great. Like I mean, I'm looking at a and her right
2: hook
1: and she looks not super old.
0: No, but in shape. Right. Like as opposed to the data <laughs> where things got dramatically out of hand. Uh, this is
1: quite great. It says uh, Laura Deniman, who the person that she fought, it said age of birth, not applicable. I guess it's not applicable <laughs> when you're fighting somebody who's 68. Who, so, yeah, Nazis,
0: not, not the 50s. So <laughs> she could fight. Um, Not the 40s, I guess, if I'm mm-hmm. doing math correctly, which is rare. Uh, you know what, Kev? I have a, I have an age for you. Yeah?
1: 32. Oh,
0: okay. i I thought it was, For some reason, I thought 23, so that explains some things we might have diagnosed. We uh, didn't comprehend. John Jones is getting... He's driving. He's driving. He's yeah. driving. Shouldn't be. He's driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't defend him anymore. I was never defending him and no one's been able to defend him for like two years, but I like it when we get exacerbated and say that's a real skip bail. I, I can't defend him anymore. I'm not going to defend him anymore. I'm making a choice to go back on what I've said over these years and start fresh. what it was like, uh, John hire a fucking Uber driver. You know what? Hire an intern to call you an Uber. Do they have Uber <laughs> in New Mexico? Who gives a shit? Find someone to
1: drive you around. I believe it's called Grande in New Mexico.
0: Surely there is a young MMA fighter out there that would like room and board who will drive you around. Maybe there are three. You can have them sign a secrecy agreement so they don't tell anyone about the coke or the girls or whatever else. Just get a driver. Probably Molly,
1: too, if I had to guess. This has been Kevin's rage segment. Still driving, you idiot
0: you're a millionaire
1: let me let me point something out because you're you're taking on i think an important issue which is don't i would like to address the issue of if you get caught so i don't know if you guys heard the tapes but they released the tapes the tapes are pretty hilarious and the fact that john jones was kind of like wait who me I need a license. Uh, I'll I'll talk Just to you articulately
0: drive? about where I throw my foot in secession to get the right combinations and how I cut my game and my torso. Wait, you need insurance and a license to drive? <laughs> Since when have you guys required insurance? This I, is weird. i didn't I didn't know that. This is news to me. It's like I haven't been arrested seven times for driving infractions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're definitely
0: not going to figure
1: that out. I would love to, maybe as a challenge, put this out there for our listeners. When somebody pulls you over, try the John Jones defense. Let's mm-hmm. see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then you report back to us after you get out of jail. For On five our years. iTunes
0: wall, five stars. Let us know how your ticket defense went. Mm-hmm. V- Vanderlei Silva was front row and center at Bellator 149. He was part of the Ringside Celebrity Club that was featuring Mike Tyson, but did include Vanderlei Silva. Banned okay. for three years from fighting MMA.
1: Where? Vegas? Uh, mostly in the United States. Just all of it? Or... Yeah. He's got to <laughs> fight somewhere foreign. But if Risen has an event like Risen Europe, they can have him fight there, I believe.
0: Well, Bandy's on a great track to fight Shogun Hua for Bellator in 15 years. So if he just sure. stays loose, he's got plenty of time to appeal that. Absolutely. Vitor Belfort got accepted to Stanford
1: their okay. creative
0: writing department what
1: i think it's under their what is it is it like a quota i think when How schools have quotas well, they have to like accept MMA so fighters? many Celebrities? uh different types of diverse individuals people that so many uh different types of um intellectual variety of uh folks maybe people who have a lot of extracurriculars and then in his case, I think it's like a lot of crazy people.
0: Well, here's the great news. Stanford's not going to check for TRT. No. So you can drink his dino juice.
1: Maybe that's what his essay was about when he applied there. I am all in on
0: Vitor getting a chemical engineering degree in applied science. And I bet he does. Uh, I bet it's something interesting. I mean, we don't, you know, we mostly hear him in English, but I'd be fascinated to hear. I think his thesis him. is
1: actually just on Jesus. <laughs> He's just on Jesus.
0: We're being so judgy, uh, just because of the steroids past. I'm curious about this. I want to know more. Like they should, whoever did that, uh, um, ice goes to college. Somebody went to college. Somebody went to like Nebraska. and I think it was Vanilla Ice or Rob Van Winkle, whatever. Yeah, it was. I, that crew has to be unemployed. They should be do the, They should be doing this.
1: I hope that the UFC. Covers How is that not it? Bellator's new show? That's a great question. I hope the UFC follows them along and they do like a VTOR blog, if you would. Vitor Pledges of Fraternity. Uh looking <laughs> for a kicks eighteen year old for hazing him. Instead of looking for a fight, looking for an education, um you
0: know, eating ramen on campus, looking <laughs> for a, a diploma.
1: Something like that. Right, we'll work it out enough. in post, but we got plenty you of guys time. get what we're putting down here.
0: Manny Pacquiao is uh, a homophobe. <laughs> Nike dropped him for it. <laughs> where do Why's... you fall on this, Kevin? I guess it's religion, so we're getting back to a different discussion. That, sure. You know, we already know where I fall. I'm sure he is sticking to his guns. I'm sure he feels like there's some deity
1: that has ke- crashed down the idea that I don't know. I like the idea that this – you have Manny Pacquiao, a person who for the most part people have enjoyed watching fight probably in the twilight of his career. And when I say twilight, I mean like a shooting star that's like slowly falling to the ground. You get a lot of people who say – I guess the difference between Nike not having any control and saying like, oh, Nike should let him – you know, what happened to freedom of speech – well, for those people who have said that, I have one really important thing to acknowledge. Nike's decision to drop him in relation to those statements is also a freedom of expression. So, you know, kind of works both ways here. Hey, so, yeah.
0: second constitutional drop of the podcast. Absolutely. Wraps back interpreting the First Amendment correctly, sadly, for those of you that are <laughs> idiotically. Freedom of speech like they're also – So do you want the government to, like, force Nike to pay him? Because now isn't that against capitalism? So pick one. Yeah. You don't get unlisted. The government shouldn't force freedom of speech. Good stuff. Uh, Road to WWE BJJ starts. You know what? I know I'm a hater because it's basically the theater for middle America. But I do love this. You collect the entire BJJ community and mm-hmm. MMA community, and seemingly you are the pioneer. Like, you're whatever the guy who founded uh, Scientology is to this nope. particular sect. <laughs> Not even going to acknowledge that. But nope. a terrible. Uh, WWE BJJ Week, Rafa Sparza.
1: Yes, this week we got actually a really nice shout-out from our good friends at because Jitsu, uh, who put me in the same meme with uh, Gary Tonin. And Gary Tonin is trying to do a Lion Tamer slash Walls of Jericho as made famous by Chris Jericho, doing a terrible job. And you won't ever hear me say this, but I'll put it out there now. I have better technique than Gary Tonin. It's just evidence. If you look at the, the photo, you'll see my technique way better than his.
0: Anyway. Digression if aside. If you disagree with Raph, leave five stars and a review on why in the <laughs> iTunes review call.
1: If you're Gary Tonin, please never fight. If
0: you're Gary Tonin, please have everyone leave a five-star review explaining why his technique is still not better than
1: yours. Good news, though. Uh, Polaris happens the day before WrestleMania. Mm. So uh, I guess I'll really gauge yeah. to see... If uh, Polaris actually rips off his leg, if I continue to talk any more shit.
0: Or what if he lion tamers Polaris? I would have a lot
1: of respect for him. He gets and to it sign would, him,
0: right? I, like I, I think so. He gets yes. to sign G-Tonin and misspell it. g Just above his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it with day.
1: I um, would... Uh, I would have to eat my words. I would apologize to him profusely. It is a leg attack and it's a very legit one. So yeah, I mean more credit to him. Maybe he will. I don't know. He's apparently a leg expert who has no idea how to do a lion tamer. I'm just saying people anyway. So yes, if you know people who would be interested in participating in WWE BJJ week, hit us up on the verbal tap cast on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on our Facebook wall, because we're reaching out to some of our friends. You might see some surprises, some old, uh, Folks that you haven't seen around on the podcast in a while, dropping in some stuff. And we're gonna have fan contributions too. Just don't kill people when you're doing them, though. People clearly don't fucking choke slam somebody who doesn't know how to do any of that sort of stuff. Be reasonable, be smart, be safe. Um but yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We have some surprises in store for you guys. So I'm very excited to get some of that working together.
0: And Travis is fighting with Polaris Three.
1: That's great. Great news for him, man.
0: I'm so- I'm getting pretty excited there's uh you know it's a it's a mixed crew. Mm-hmm. Gets a little um the prelims are some new names, which is always fun and grappling. <laughs> and I'm still ready for some uh are are we at all nervous Paul Harris and Jake Shields are gonna be at the same event? Oh uh, no. Nah. Okay. Because Last time they saw each other didn't go great. <laughs> just, no. I mean, hey, people of Polaris, like, uh, heads up on this one. You might want to hire LA Jiu Jitsu Club security.
1: Yeah. Shout I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, obviously, we're going to be rooting for our good friends at Polaris, but uh, I'm just saying, if you were to say capture some of that on video, you might go a little more viral. I'm just putting it out there, your friend from Verbal Tapcast. Verbal tap. Verbal tap. Which means it's
0: time for us to wrap this business with some shout outs. Uh, I have the nerdiest friends ever. We have Jeff Moscatolo, one of the former GMU people, was in town. Uh, <laughs> Jeff was here for a West Coast swing dancing. Jamboree, I guess, oh. is the right. He was competing. You should see these people. It's like dirty dancing. Not like the live show we went and saw, Mm. but like that. It's like Havana Nights in this place. Uh, It was the Sheridan in Denver. So got to see him. Next day, Jason Warren is in town for (laughs) Quiz Bowl, which is like the biggest quiz uh, trivia bar quiz in the country. And it changes states, cities this year. It's in, in Denver. Wow. Got to see some Jason Warren. So, fun weekend, just kind of filled with getting to see my friends doing
1: uber nerdy things. Absolutely. And they're good people.
0: They are good people. Speech people. Ended with some frozen Jack and Cokes. So, Aww. everybody's a winner. And that's going to do it for me, right?
1: Good for them. That's good stuff. I like those guys. Uh, competing in uh, speech and debate with them was always a blast. So, couldn't be happier for that. Uh, guys, I've got to shout out some people. Some good, good people. Let's go ahead and first shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. (laughs) Having some great training sessions over there. Just really, really cool. Getting to hone down on some, uh, I guess, uh, cool stuff. Uh, It was interesting to go and uh, train last Tuesday at uh, the beginner's class and and get to train with so many good, good people who are really making big strides over there. So props to everybody who's taking that class. Um, Let's go ahead and go over to Breakdown Academy. Uh, the gang is heading down to, I believe, it's San Diego this week to go ahead and compete. San Diego. It's Spanish for a whale's
0: vagina. Raph,
1: wait. Hmm. Go on. Almost as good as Ron Burgundy. Never as good as Ron Burgundy. Oh, not Lynch. at all. Uh, but let's just say that we were uh, happy to. Uh, hear the fact that they've got a good team they're sending down there. So we're wishing the best luck to them when they go down this Saturday. And I will tell you, they are quite ready. So they're going to be competing at the Jiu-Jitsu World League and uh, scoring some nice rash guards. I think that was one of the things that I saw. So yeah, uh, big props to them. And uh, I think I'm going to train with them again in the next day or so. And we're going to try and do our best to get them ready. Give them Um, that
0: Kevin intensity.
1: No, we want them to win. Oh. I was going to say just get him stoned, but okay. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was like, I didn't really know what you're talking about there. But yeah, I can get him stoned. That's no problem. <laughs> I want to shout out my good friend, uh, Timmy Gon. Timmy and I got to train together on Sunday. We got some great rolls in and we're just kind of going over different techniques that we're both working on and uh, Timmy's just always good people. So really glad we got the ability to go ahead and train, do some, uh, Really, really cool stuff. He's also nursing a leg injury too. So it was kind of like my dummy test on how I'm going to roll with Kevin. Of like, you know, he's bigger than me and mostly uh, likes to play a big man game like Kevin does and Mm -hmm. gets really lazy like Kevin does. And uh, I actually told him at one point, I was like, you're thinking too much. Think like Kevin. (laughs) Think less. Mm. Not a problem I suffer from. Actually I was about to say I think less is probably actually a better note in jujitsu, so I don't want to give you that much of a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh my thanks to him for a great training session. I also want to shout out McDojo Life for getting that whole thing spinning with uh, the Baby Nuts. We saw a lot of people, even people over at uh, Bloody Elbow starting to trend that one too. We want to shout out our good friends at McDojo Life. That's right. You guys follow them. want to shout out the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. I got to train with our good friend Joey House on uh, Saturday it was just me and him so it was like a private session and uh, I mean dude's got some really cool stuff so I was able to kind of steal and lift a little bit of it and it's one of those cool sessions where you actually are making improvements mid-roll so you can tell that he was even getting through to my idiotic game so props to him want to give a nice prop to our good friend Albert Morales who just won his fight over at uh, I believe it was the World Series of Fighting great stuff from him always happy for him. And a big shout-out to Terry Stone, who took some time out of his schedule to drop us a review and a rating on the iTunes. Really appreciate that, my man. Uh, He was actually inquiring a lot about Kevin, if you're okay. You okay, Kevin?
0: Doing better. Doing better. Thanks for asking. Okay.
1: Okay. And tonight he was actually making his return back to training for not being able to train for two months. So uh, we want to wish you the best, man, and keep us updated. We want to know how your training's going because anybody who gets back to training – after not training for two months, is endeared to our hearts because we want everybody to be out there and training, having a we good love time. Love you, and we feel
0: your pain. That's right. Collectively, absolutely. That's gonna do it for us tonight here, Raf. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night,
1: and good fight. Sorry, I went home with Solitude One Forty Nine. <laughs>